welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Disney Cast Member, where I chat to Disney cast members from all walks of life and, of course, all walks of magic. For today's episode, I will be chatting with the lovely Julie, who sprinkled her pixie dust at Universal Orlando and Disney's Epcot. Hi, Julie. Hi. How's it going? How are you doing over in over in Sunny yeah. Island? It's okay. It's very rainy and very dull, but apart from that, it's it's okay. <laughs> as well as it can be. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we'd all rather be at Disney World, right? But I mean, we're making do. In the hot weather and the nice Orlando sun would be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have too much time with these podcasts. And we've got loads to talk about, so I'm going to say let's get cracking. Yeah, let's go. So um, obviously, first program you did was over at Universal Orlando in the resorts yeah. with Lowe's. Am I right in saying that? Yeah. Hotels, yes. So what was the inspiration for applying for that program in the first place? Um, well, it was really for university. So I did travel and tourism with Spanish at uni. And the third year of my program was compulsory placement. And my tutors actually said to me, you know, um, it has to be somewhere that speaks Spanish, obviously, so I could use my language. So um, a lot of people went to Spain. I chose Florida because I knew that Florida's second language was Spanish. And I kind of had like a couple of options. Um, so I had either like airlines, you could work for Aer Lingus. Um, you could work for Universal Resort or you could work for Disney. My biggest thought at that time was, oh, I'll not apply for Disney. It's too competitive. Because right? that in uni, you needed to get that year, like the first placement. You just needed to apply. It wasn't like yeah. a, like an actual thing that you had a choice in. You just had to get it. So I, I was like, right, I'll go for Universal. Um, so I kind of went for it. I didn't really know the company that well, to be honest. Um, I did my research on the hotels and everything. And then whenever... I did my interview they actually asked for like a preference on a hotel um, and I actually give another resort but I ended up getting um, Portofino Bay which was actually the five-star resort yeah, in Universal that's a, that's so a, that's the super I was so happy <laughs> it was it was expensive yeah me being able to say they're not an option but, <laughs> but it was it was just so nice because I, I got my I remember being in my house and getting my offer through and thinking like I don't actually know where that is <laughs> having to look it up and being like oh but um I actually got that program with um, three people who were in my university class and um, so Shannon who actually was on a different campus but the same uni and then Graham and Patrick who were two guys on my course so that's very great. That's so great and so <laughs> if you had applied for Disney would it have been a um, guest relations program I'm guessing? It would have been Philip the RP so it had to be a year-long program so Disney at that time obviously offered summer programs and also offered the CRP but it had to be a year-long duration for our university to complete it as a year away and wow. um, so you would have just been um, applying for a CRP as normal and um, it just would have been um, a little bit more difficult just because it was part of a university placement so you were having to do you know um, assignments and paperwork and stuff and checking in with people from your university and everything so it was a little bit more intense because I know how intense the CRP was anyway like yeah. five days a week and then those days off were kind of used even for me in Universal to do like assignments, essays, like like log in everything on your program, and everything. So it's kind of just like a little bit of university, like thrown into the CRP. But um, I think it, it had to be the year away anyway, the year long CRP. Of course, and we'll we'll get into the actual positions you worked in on both programs because, as we said, you've done two programs, which I'm so jealous of. Um, but uh, do you do you, in honesty, do you think that the academic side of going away to somewhere like Florida actually enhanced your uni experience and like your education? I think it did because, because my university degree was tourism and travel. It really did open your eyes to like the world of tourism, especially hospitality and the kind of like positions that you worked for. And whenever you were writing the essays and stuff, it kind of, you were learning as you were writing as well. So 
you were able to like write essays about your experience it's kind of like what things did you learn so you were kind of like teaching yourself things as well and things that you would never get to experience at home and like a usual essay for uni if you were asked to write about like the tourism in Belfast for example um, it wouldn't have been the same kind of material that you would have had with the year away um, but I definitely did think it enhanced I don't think that it was necessary to go through uni to do a program you could have the only thing with um, Universal was that you actually did have to be in a degree it was a J1 program so you did have to be about two-thirds way through your degree to actually do that program but Disney right. I know the CRP is different um, so I think that it did enhance it but I didn't think it was like completely necessary to you know go alongside the academic do you know well. what, obviously so, like, you Lowe's have a program we've actually had another cast member um from who did a summer program at Disney and has done a summer program at Lowe's as well and um they only got to do it for the summer so to actually be able to go and do a year long at university yeah. is a very cool experience very um, so uh do you obviously the moment that you get that email um for the first time to say I'm going is one of the best moments ever. Like, I don't know yeah. if I'm ever going to have a happier moment than that moment. <laughs> um, but what, uh, do you remember where you were when you got that email and how you felt? Yes, I remember, um, I actually put up my Christmas tree the night before and I remember posting the picture on Instagram and thinking like, this is going to be the best post ever, like this Instagram. And I remember the next day going into Belfast to actually do some Christmas shopping. And I got the training and every day I was refreshing my emails like crazy, like you do, you just kind of hear some, I think one guy, my friend Joe Lamb, he actually got one of the first positions. So he got his email about a week before everyone else. So everyone was scrolling through their emails every single day. But I remember actually being in Topshop in Belfast and being at the top of the escalator and I was doing Christmas shopping. And my friend Malcolm, who's actually from Northern Ireland as well, he's one of my good friends here. Um, he actually texted me being like I got in my email and I was like no way and then I refreshed my hotmail and it pinged up at the top and I was like I don't want to open this I was like have you opened yours yet and he was like I've opened mine I got a position I was like no way and then I clicked mine and I remember like I barely I remember being there but it was as if like the whole shop around me just stopped like I, yeah. I was on my phone and it everything else was blank to me and I read it and I was shaking I couldn't even read it and then I literally was in Topshop for five minutes I've been in Belfast for five minutes and I got the train home I was like <laughs> I can't do any more Christmas shopping right now with this in my head so um I phoned my parents on the way home in the train and I was like I got the position and I, the whole day just seemed like a blur like amazing. it was so amazing it was just no feeling will ever match that ever ever Honestly, like, I don't even know the, the day I get married or have kids or whatever is going to match that feeling. Like, that is just the ultimate. So <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And you know, when you get your email in and it's the actual offer letter is so wordy and you just want to find the date you want to find what you're in. And as soon as I saw like my date and the fact that it was F and B, I was like, no way, like this can't be real. Because I just Literally. had it, I kind of had it in my head, like, if you don't get it, don't worry, you can always apply again. But I was also in my head like, you better get this. <laughs> you don't have an option. Honestly. So whenever I saw the letter, I was like, I can't believe I've done this. It was like the whole shop just stopped and I just completely zoned in and couldn't concentrate. And there were people trying to get past me. And I was literally stood right at the top of the escalator. It couldn't have been at a worse position standing there. People trying to get past me with me with my offer letter open. But and you're like, you don't understand what I'm going through right now. Like this. Is... I feel like I need to like say to everyone in the shop, like, can you just give me a minute? <laughs> <laughs> literally um but then you get to go out to Universal Orlando so um talk me through that experience um and what it was like working in like am I right in saying it's the top hotel you can stay in on Universal yes, it was um Los Portofino Bay so um it was the kind of one out in its own a lot of the resorts you can get to um by walking and 
and um, you can get to by shuttles and stuff but Portofino Bay as it says in the name is kind of like in a bay area so you do have to get to either by walking or you get a water taxi and um, so whenever you see all those water taxis in city walk like the little boat went for people that's how you get to and from the hotel and mm-hmm. um, so I was very lucky our accommodation was about a five minute walk from the hotel so it didn't take that long we never had to uber or pay extra we literally well, apart from the blazing sun that you had to walk in yeah <laughs> which was about in our full uniform but um yeah so I worked there for the full 12 months so it was actually exactly a year so the 30th of July I started my program and I actually flew home on the 30th of July so it was an actual complete year um but I worked three months as a club level concierge so kind of sorting out the reservations flight tickets we also had like a you know like a usual club lunch like a breakfast lunch dinner wow can I just I I will get on to CRP shortly but I I was the (laughs) staycay king like I stayed in every resort I could possibly stay in In club level I was like I'm paying the extra 78 literally (laughs) it was so good because like when people come in like we used to get like a lot of like famous people in as well because it was obviously an elite resort and then the club level was an extra I think $200 a night on top of that so if you wanted to stay like a full week it was like a big amount for that but people especially families and stuff just the field of like the treats and drinks and stuff and they could pay 200 dollars and walk in and out whenever they wanted but um so I spent the first three months there and then I moved over to front desk for the nine months so um you were actually supposed to rotate I think around a couple of um departments so like events and stuff I just wanted to set front desk so um three months club level concierge and nine months as a front desk agent and what was what was it like being I guess it's not it's not just like being front desk at any old hotel like this is top of the top Universal Orlando yeah. hotel like people pay thousands and thousands of dollars to come and stay here like did you Definitely. feel like it was quite a pressure like there was quite a pressure on the role? Yeah there was a little bit like you kind of sometimes especially I mean I like every job the guests and everything make it so there were days you went in and maybe people were like kind of demanding a lot of things and I mean, fair play to them. It's an expensive resort. You pay a lot of money to be there. You need the top service. But I think my um, roommate and I actually trained for about six weeks before we were allowed in the desk. And they had a specific spiel that you need to say. And every time someone walked into the hotel, you had to say, hi, welcome to Lowe's. We had a um, rule where you had to um, say it like six feet, I think, was like waving. And then like two feet, you had to say hello. So it was like really, really strict like that. The check-in process was very strict. Um, you had to know everything about the Universal Parks. You had to know which rides had the early park admission, which park had the early park admission, which rides didn't. Because um, people primarily were there for the parks. You know, like Portofino was great. If you were, say you were a Florida local, yeah. um, Portofino and the parks weren't really a big thing. You just kind of want to stay in the hotel for the luxury of it. Yeah. But for majority of people, they it was families, you know, coming in from the UK or coming in from south america who were there primarily for the parks so it was a little bit of pressure (laughs) and obviously like it'd be worth saying for i'm sure most people that listen to this podcast are keynotes and do know this but i'm i'm assuming that portofino still does the fast pass the express pass right if you it well at least that back then it did anyway so um it's one of the main perks of staying there that you can actually get express pass it's unlimited express pass isn't it as well like you can actually go on the ride as many times as you want duration of your stay so even whenever you check out in your last day it still lasts the whole day of your checkout and so if you you can keep your baggage over and you can go to the parks all day and still use your express pass so that was a massive deal for people even for a night people would say you know locals would arrive on the day use their express pass from check-in have the whole day and then go to bed that night wake up next morning check out and then have the full day of express passes in the parks as well so if I was a guest and I had the pay money to say that 
there and it included an express pass I, I would do it so oh, hell yeah. it was definitely yeah. a ma- massive perk we did on, <laughs> our, on our first trip to Orlando we me and my family did um, a night at Hard Rock and obviously just had because that's another one of the hotels that you can get the express pass with and it was so worth the money like the hotels are expensive definitely. but if, if you can mm-hmm. afford that extra bit to stay on property firstly for convenience and also for the express passes it's a definitely and um, the parks are like five seconds away as well so it's like it's not like a big journey to the parks either that was the next thing i was going to ask you was did you get much time to play in the parks alongside working yeah so we were kind of the same as Dis- i mean disney's hours were longer but it was the same 32 hours minimum a week and mm-hmm. um, obviously a lot more during the busier times christmas thanksgiving that kind of that kind of time but um yeah we would go to the parks before work after work days off I mean I had a Disney annual pass as well so I kind of I got into Universal free with my team member ID and but it was kind of funny because the apartments I actually lived at were back to back with the team member offices so we were able to enter through those and actually exit out of Diagon Alley which is a bit creepy so you used to exit through like one of the little side doors (laughs) imagine like just stepping out of Diagon Alley and being home like that is awesome (laughs) there some days I used to sit in my apartment and think oh I love a Starbucks and instead of just being normal and going to city walk and going to get one I used to like go through there and like come out Diagon Alley go to Starbucks and then walk back out again I was like people pay thousands to go in here and I'm just walking out my back door it's like through Diagon Alley to go get a Starbucks but yeah so we were literally back to back and we went to the parks all the time we went to all of the Mardi Gras parades and they also had like you know the famous people singing I think during Mardi Gras so we got to see like Jason Derulo for free Neo for free like Fifth Harmony and (laughs) well Fourth Harmony now but yeah I know right Harmony at the time that's so yeah, cool. it was amazing. it's do you know what it sounds like because i as much as disney housing is great and we'll get on to that um it it's just that little bit too far to just jump into the parks like you do have to yeah. make an effort to go into the parks on your days off don't get me wrong i'm fine getting a 10 minute bus to Epcot. yeah yeah i'm still i'm still fine getting an uber for like ten dollars to go to like world famous theme park but like it's the fact that it was on your doorstep is crazy. Um, so talk me through the housing situation. It's quite different to Disney as far as I'm aware, right? Yeah. So um, whenever I got my offer letter for Universal, the way I found out about my roommates was actually in the CC line on my emails. So um, I saw the three other people that were CC'd into the email and got the same email. And two of the guys were actually in my university course. And one of the girls was on kind of like a similar hospitality course but in the Belfast campus. And I remember, I think it was Nick at Yummy Jobs that time. I replied to him being like, um, are we all going to be living together, by the way? And he was like, yes, it's going to be a two bedroom apartment and um, two girls in one room, two guys in the other. Um, and I didn't really expect anything amazing. So I was just kind of had my head like it's a working apartment. But we actually lived in like a residential gated kind of like community. So it right. wasn't it was kind of like gated, like kind of like Disney. But um, people it wasn't just universal workers there. It was also people like families, kids, elderly people, like kind of everyone who basically could afford to live there and yeah. um, so our rent there was kind of similar to Disney's rent um with regards to, like cost and um our rent come out every two weeks so it was a little bit different but um we arrived that night um with Nick from Yummy Jobs he actually flew to Florida met us there and he brought us all into the apartment and it literally was like it was amazing like, <laughs> I couldn't actually describe how amazing it was it had like a big furnished like marble top kitchen and this like double fridge and I was like I can't believe this is going to be my apartment so we picked our rooms um obviously the girls picked the one with the bigger bathroom because we wanted that the double sink in there (laughs) 
but um yes yeah, so the four of us lived together the full year so um it was very different because obviously like the mixing as well which I know I Disney gonna... they do like all girls all guys but it was it was next to ours so I was gonna say that do you know that's one of my biggest peeves with the program and I think they've changed either changed it or they're changing it up now which I'm so grateful for but like I generally throughout my life I've just got along better with girls than I have with guys like yeah. that that's just the no, way it's been totally and great. The majority of my friend group when I was away both years was um, guys. So I always thought like, what's the difference? Like they're as good a friend as what my friends who are girls are. So why not? But it's just weird how they didn't allow mixing. But in Orlando, like it was kind of like having like a little family because it's like the two guys were older than us, like a year or so older. So it's kind of like two extra brothers looking out for you the full year. (laughs) So it was nice. It It was a real, it was a really nice experience. Yeah. It sounds amazing. It's nice to then like when we touched on the CRP, like it is nice to have like a completely different experience as well. It's like two separate entities. I'm sure you didn't have a double fridge over at Weather Housing. (laughs) 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 Um, I I have to ask um you mentioned celebrities did you did you come across any celebrities that you can mention so I remember the first one that I actually saw was in club level I remember Peter Andre walking in and all of us obviously all the British people there were quite a lot of British people who worked there we were all like Peter Andre but the Americans were like who's that like they did (laughs) didn't care for him and um, but obviously during like Mardi Gras when they had the concerts on we had um I didn't actually personally check these people in but my roommates um had Vin Diesel uh, Ariana Grande and her mom what? and her brother no that's too <laughs> much she was I think she was performing in Orlando at that point Little Mix also stayed in our hotel oh my god you just killed <laughs> me like Ariana Grande and Little Mix I can't deal what there was a little girl come up to the front desk with us once on and she was like our Little Mix staying here and we had to be so on the DL about celebrities. We knew exactly who was there, what room they were staying in, their alias name, everything. But we obviously, with privacy, couldn't declare where they were or anything, just like normal. Um, and I was like, no, I don't think so. I've been off for a few days, so I'm not sure. And she was like, really? Because Jesse just uploaded an Instagram picture and it's the same bathroom as mine. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, ah, like, how do you get yourself out of that? I was like, no, no, she's just not here. <laughs> You must be dreaming. Go away. Get, take an express Honestly, pass. The <laughs> and then there was um somebody said about because Fifth Harmony were um there at that time as well. And yeah, I couldn't figure out where they were staying. I was like, I don't think they'd stay at Portofino. But my friend Antonio, he um I met him on my first program, like literally just working for Universal. He worked at the actual physical concierge. And um, he was big into like celebrity, celebrity spotting, like finding them everywhere. And he was able to locate the hotel that Fifth Harmony was staying at. So um, him and I and our friend Graham actually went to the lobby of this hotel thinking, oh, they're never going to be here. We waited like 45 minutes and we went to get up because we were like, they're not going to arrive. And like three of them literally like walked through the doors. And we were like, no, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, like no, she wasn't. Oh. <laughs> she wasn't there so um, I got a picture put up my Instagram thought it was the best thing ever and put the caption like bumped into fifth harmony whenever we we stopped them for like three hours before (laughs) but yeah that was like the height of famous people a lot of people saw a lot more famous than what I did but the person I physically saw was Peter Andre so (laughs) that was good enough for me I love a bit of Peter Andre you know he's a great guy (laughs) um but then yeah so to jump over to the uh Disney program you went on it was obviously the CRP um you started in May 2019 so obviously your program was a little bit cut short by wonderful Miss Rona we love her um (laughs) um tell me through uh your CRP experience and um you mentioned before we started this that it was completely different tell me about why that why it was such a different program for you so the thing that was 
most different was obviously the housing situation because in Disney, um, my friend Shan and I actually linked up. We didn't actually meet at interviews, but I knew of her, you the people that you have on Facebook. Um, so we didn't actually meet at all. I think we might have crossed over in interviews, but we got the same arrival date. So my friend Shan and I decided to link up and be roommates because you could do it at that time. Um, obviously, it's not guaranteed, but because we were one of the first arrival groups of that year, we kind of thought we had like a similar chance. So um, Shan and I were actually lucky enough to be put together. So it was kind of similar where you knew that you were going out with somebody in the same room as you, but um, Universal, I obviously knew everyone in my apartment. Otherwise, you didn't know that on the day until you checked in. Wow. Um, but luckily, four of us in my first house in the Commons were UK PAV, and we had two Italian girls with us. So four of us worked in the same workplace. Um, so that was the biggest difference was kind of like knowing who you were living with versus like knowing some but not everyone yeah um, and then the di- the kind of similarity was the standard of service the standard of training and everything that you got um, but I definitely experienced a lot more challenging kind of things during the CRP like the training of Universal was quite intense but the actual like server tests and stuff like that were kind of like the most challenging like the long the long hours especially and the long days of food running and stuff like that it was oh. more like strenuous of a job and it was more on your feet as well because obviously at front desk I was on my feet for eight hours a day or six hours a day but I wasn't moving so I was kind of just standing there at a front desk otherwise Rose and Crown you're doing like 27,000 steps a day oh on a good day I, I, don't think I've, I don't think I've ever naturally hit that amount of steps unless I'm like no, I'm gonna never. go and do like a half marathon walk like I'm not hitting that amount of steps ever it's whenever your health app like my health app now is like this time last year you did 31,000 steps yeah you did 100 and I'm like great thanks for reminding me <laughs> that's so true so true um but yeah but definitely you- that was the biggest biggest um difference between them was how strenuous or more strenuous it was of course. And I'm guessing you got into service pretty quickly, right? Because May is normally quite a, a good, that's, that's the month, April, May is when everyone wants because you don't spend too much time on podium. Yes. So um, I, May 6th was my actual arrival date, like check-in and stuff like that. And um, then obviously you have to go through the full traditions and all the operations classes and stuff. Um, and my first day on podium was about mid-May and I did my service test actually the day of food and wine. So it was the 29th of August. Um, and I did my service test that day. So I was kind of in training. I think my first day off podium was the 11th of August. Right. So about two weeks later. And I remember the managers being like, oh, this is your cert- like your service test day, the date. And I said, August 29th. And I was like, that's literally the day of food and wine. Like that's the day food and wine starts. I'm so concerned. I was like, I'm going to feel like it's going to be so bad. Um, but the actual podium like flew in. Like at that point, I kind of thought I'm never going to be off podium. Like the three months felt so long. But um, I always say, and I know a lot of people agree as well, that my program almost kind of started, like revived itself once you go into service. Like yeah. obviously the first three months are amazing. It's so fun. Like maybe stalker and different positions aren't exactly what you want to be doing but you just kind of have to like remember where you are (laughs) there were people who loved stalker it just wasn't me it wasn't my vibe but um I got out of stalker for about I think I didn't do my first stalker shift until about seven weeks in and everyone hated me I'd always managed to weed my way out of it and I was just like me and my roommate he's one of my best friends but we he literally had a go at me on stage he was like I can't believe I'm doing this again and you get to stand on chippy reg I was like (laughs) my um, roommate Shan she was she was someone who got stalker constantly like she used to get stalker like five days in a row all day for like eight or nine hours and then she'd be off for two days and then come in the next day and she'd pick up an assignment it would be like 
stalker one and then she'd go on her break and then come back and be like please take up stalker one and she was like she got to a point she's like I can't do this anymore like I'm fed up but I only did a stalk like stalker a few times then I end up having to actually train it so um that kind of like obviously bit me in the bum a wee bit because I, like, <laughs> I, I hate stalker I hate stalker and then they had me training it so I was like that was definitely on purpose <laughs> yeah definitely um but it's interesting you say that I think the program as much as the first party program is great it fit, I treated it like two separate part, two separate programs all together like um I still kept my same morals in place of like keeping magical yeah. treating everyone equally like it's at the end of the day everyone's there to have fun and make magic and you do have yeah. those people that are there for other reasons and 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 like and aren't as aren't as like aren't as there for the right reasons I think but especially going on a first CIP as well is so special because you don't know if you're ever going to get to do this again so you have to treat it as as your one program but yeah it sounds like you had an amazing time and obviously your program got cut short because of COVID as well yeah so I was actually kind of lucky the and we actually got the email out on the 6th of April saying that we had I think it was until the 18th of April to leave um, and I was absolutely heartbroken as everyone was but I also was kind of like I was lucky enough to get 11 out of the 12 months of my program so I was so lucky my managers did actually bring me in just before we shot and they kind of said to me about an extension and they were like would you ever consider it and they brought a couple of us in and all of us were like yes because the managers brought us in just before we shot and they were like give us the option basically just stay or leave and um, which is kind of like on the spot decision it was everyone was crying I went upstairs and I remember a girl Amy in my program was like just prepare yourself she was like have you been into work yet and I was like no I met her like right at the um telephone box outside and she's like just prepare yourself like everyone's crying and I was like why is everyone crying I went upstairs so she made it like halfway up and there were people on the stairs phoning parents on FaceTime and I was like what is going on and then my manager had actually messaged me the night before and she was like hey have you left the park so I was like I'm just home and she's like can you talk to me when you come in and I was like what have I done like I was so worried but um she brought us in literally they give us like an ultimatum like either you can go home now and you'll get still a completion of your program or you can stay and kind of wait it out but because she'd offered me the maybe prospect of an extension I was like there's no point in me going home and um, but I always had it kind of in the back of my mind like oh I'll probably get extended until like July or something and then yeah. we got that email saying we had to leave so I know that a lot of people I know on Jen's um podcast she was saying about um her friends got I think it was her first and last day with the same same day yeah. the 15th yeah. of March was her, the, her friend's first day and for her friend's last day so I look at people like that and I think like I shouldn't be moaning about my program getting cut short it was only a month and we finished on the 6th of April we got the email and my program ended it was the 30th of April so it wasn't as big of a a jump with half my program because I know a lot of my friends half their program were cut short but um I actually went out on the program and my four friends I had one returner friend Stephen and then my other three friends um or two friends sorry Malcolm and Aoife were all from Northern Ireland we were all friends at home and um, Stephen reapplied for the program for a CRP too. My other two friends and I applied for the first time. We all actually got the program. So we were um, May, June and July was really like the times that we were when I, I was May, my friend Malcolm was June and then Ethan and Stephen were July. So we all kind of had the majority of our program, like granted theirs was caught a couple of months short, but there were about seven of us were close friends in the program and all of us were kind of within that summer period. Yeah. So most of us got, you know, the, the full program anyway, almost. But it was kind of like the people I felt sorry for, you know, like the October, November, December, even January applicants who came out um, and they only had a couple of months. The program or like 10 weeks. Like I couldn't imagine that being ripped from me no, at that point. Like because you're, you're only really settling in at that point, you know, and, and like that you're only making friends and establishing friendships and where you stand with people and where you stand and work and like your work ethic and stuff. And that being like ripped from beneath you would be 
hor- it was horrible for me and I had my full program nearly over and you and you don't you don't go on that program thinking you're going to come home earlier than the year like unless yeah, something goes drastically wrong like somebody gets ill at home or like I held a really big party and nearly got time for it but we don't talk about that <laughs> um but like unless unless the best of us <laughs> yeah right um but like unless unless stuff like that happen you just like this is never going to happen and for a global pandemic to to take that away from you just oh it just gives me chills yeah. thinking about it like it, yeah. it, was, it was because they told us like on the it was actually really funny so um on the 15th of march which is the day we actually shot i picked up i was an am and i think i picked up a pm to be a mid um, and everybody was kind of emotional that day as well because I think the DCP, the Disney College Program people in America had just been told, you know, like you have to go home. And I had quite a few people on that program and they were doing like their last fireworks at Magic Kingdom. It was the last night Magic Kingdom was going to be open. And I just picked up a PM to be a mid and I was like, I really shouldn't have done that. So the whole day I was like feeling really emotional. I was like, I'm not going to see my friends before they come home. There were a lot of um, college program people coming in and having dinner with like their parents and stuff and it was super sad but I thought in my head like oh, that is so bad for them but like I can't believe that I can't imagine what they're going through and I remember that day finding out about my friends having to leave and I was like I need to go see those fireworks yeah. <laughs> I went up to management literally with tears and I was like I know I picked up a mid but I really just like That's I need terrible. to go home like I need yeah. to go to Magic Kingdom and they were like we'll see how busy it is and my friend um, Sophie and I, who I did the program with, we actually got, we both picked up mids and then we picked out our chips for that night and we both got IDP and we were like, absolutely not. And it just got to that point, like breaking point. We're both in tears at the POS. Yeah. And now I feel like a fool because I did that, went to the fireworks that night and then realized that that was actually my last day as well. And I didn't know. Crazy. <laughs> so my last day I spent crying over getting an IDP chip pick. <laughs> Do you know what though? Yeah. Like, like it's the whole thing is so unexpected. It is just literally the worst case scenario. But like you said, you've got eleven months. You were lucky. You've made friends for life, and you had the Definitely. best time. So amazing. I, I mean, I just I, do you know what's what kills me is that I've met so many people on this podcast. I'm like, I want to do a CRP with all of you guys. Like, I would I want to go back with everyone. Um, it's so sad as well because like it the CRP you meet people from all over the world that you would never do before. So. I had friends in Germany, Norway, Canada, France, like all these people, especially Happy Mondays. That was like the main reason why <laughs> I, <laughs> I met all those people. But that's another story. But um, yeah, it's just like one of those things. Like when are you ever going to meet, meet like those people? When are you ever going to meet people from yeah. those countries? But I feel like whenever you're here at home, you're very much with your own people. Um, even on the CRP, obviously you're with people from all around the UK. So for us being such a little small Northern Ireland, that was even big for us because we don't really meet other people from the UK of either, course. apart from on a programme. And so meeting people from all over the world. And then whenever you're leaving, you're kind of like, I can't wait to go and visit these people in Norway and Germany and France. And then obviously COVID's like, nope, you're not seeing them. (laughs) They're still going to be there, Julie. They're still going to be there waiting. I know, that's true. That's the main thing. So, um, so Julie, obviously always got to say at this point, RIP Disney housing, gone but never forgotten, saddest times. You were also one of the last people to grace Disney housing with your presence. It's crazy. Um, But what was, um, where did you live in your program and what was it like in comparison to the universal housing? So I lived, actually lived in two different complexes in Disney. So I lived in the Commons um, from about May to July. 
Um, and that was my first choice, primarily for the fact that you had your own washing machine and dryer. That was one of my only <laughs> options. It was one of the most expensive housing complexes, but I thought that's the price you pay to be able to do your laundry in the comfort of yeah. your own home. Um, so when, then in July, my roommate Shan and I actually decided to move out and move to Patterson instead. There were like a couple of complications just within our apartment. Um, and Patterson, Disney House, and I'm like, oh, there's two beds in Patterson. And I was like, okay. Um, but we thought we were going to move moving into Patterson with a two-bed room. And we actually moved in and there were already four people in the house and there were two beds in separate rooms. And we were like, this is the worst thing ever. Um, but we actually moved in with four really nice girls. They were actually on the um, college program um, all from the US. So we moved in with them. Their schedules were very different to ours because obviously they were doing like the long, I, my, my actual roommate worked in Hollywood Studios in Hollywood and Vine. And um, she was a cedar there. So her hours were very different to mine. And um, she worked a lot of early mornings. I know that my roommate Shans um, worked in Magic Kingdom, I believe, or maybe Animal Kingdom. But um, then the other two girls took the other room. So it's kind of like one of those things, like there were four great girls, but we just never really crossed paths just with our hours. But um, the main different thing um, was just kind of obviously like the mixed apartments. Um, but the nice thing was that on my Universal program and Disney program, the person that like is your official roommate um, normally works like the same hours or around about the same hours, even if it's not. And they work in the same workplace as well. Yeah. And um, so you come home from like a hard day in both situations and you're like, oh, what do you hear this? Blah, blah, blah. I was on 401. I was uh, on 508 yeah. and this happened. <laughs> and they can be like, yes, exactly. Like I went on 508 yesterday and it was like this, this, this. Oh, I love them night chats. Yeah. <laughs> rather than coming home to someone who was like, I don't have a clue of this. Because I used to come home to my old American mate and be like, oh, well, um, this person did this day or like I was assigned this or like I was force extended and blah, blah, blah. But like, she was just like, okay, very nice. But like, it was kind of like, nobody can relate unless you actually worked ended. there. So yeah, nice. exactly. <laughs> So that was like the main thing on both programs because I worked with a girl who worked in the same hotel as me in um, Universal as well. So we come home and still have like those conversations, just so nice. And um, obviously those people on the Universal program, they were from Northern Ireland. So it was kind of like having somebody of your own, but even having people from the UK, it was just a comfort thing, just Definitely. coming home and having them there. So Definitely. that was like the main difference. But um, yeah, both of them are very different to be honest. It was kind of like the same, like, housing setup type thing with roommates but obviously universal you knew them disney like i knew majority but the american girls the japanese girls like we didn't know before so it was kind of like moving in but it was very nerve-wracking because you don't want to be you don't want to stir anything you don't want to walk in there and be like change things up yeah business. of course <laughs> so, um, but also you just kind of like i mean if you want to keep yourself to yourself you can if you want to go out into somebody's room you can do you know what i mean yeah. like it's kind of like very open a lot of the people are very nice and all of my friends basically lived in Patterson Court at that time. So um, I had friends who lived literally two floors below. I was the apartment right at the front of the complex. It wasn't like a long walk. Um, the only thing was like the buses obviously didn't come to, the work buses didn't come to Patterson, but um, everybody's like, oh, it's such a long walk to Chatham, but it's two minutes. Yeah. Um, you can get there in literally two minutes. It's not a big deal. So that to me wasn't a big thing, but I knew that like the, like the important buses, like the Walmart post office, Florida mall buses all came into Patterson. Exactly. And um, so that was really nice. You didn't have to like, and I literally lived at the very front apartment in Patterson. So I didn't have to walk far with shopping really? or anything. Yeah. Um, but yes, it was like, I lived in two complexes. Obviously Commons was like, you pay for the nicer accommodation. We were in one of the ones that had like the stairs and the inside and like the big landing. And it was so nice, but at that point it just wasn't for us. And we were kind of like, we'd rather just like move. And there were yeah. two spaces free in Patterson so but you're rarely in housing really like I was only really in housing to, 
the sleep, sleep and I would yeah. say eat, but I ate out a lot, so I didn't oh, really cook. <laughs> I ate out for like eight months straight. Like I, that is where all my money went. Um, also, just to quickly touch, am I right in saying you were you head last? Is that am I right in saying head last? Yeah. Was how, yes. how was that experience for you? Um, it was good. Like they. It was kind of nerve wracking because obviously to me, I was always like, I'm never going to do something like that. Like I always wanted to do lasses um, like point blank because on my friend Stephen's last, his first CRP, even though I worked for Universal, we were good friends. So he used to invite me to like sign me into Vista and I would go to like lasses and go out with them a couple of nights a week. And I thought, this is so cool. Like Universal doesn't do this because a, a lot of our social life was because of the Disney ones like Ibar, Cowboys and yeah. um, Parliament. Like, that all of my first program at Universal was due to being friends with people on the Disney program. And um, so I always knew that I wanted to go back and do lasses because I, I loved it. And I loved the kind of like sense, like I always thought like, this is like a sorority. But then I actually saw what sororities were like and I was like, okay, maybe not. But um, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> so I went against um, a girl called Breezy and we went against each other for head last in I think about October time. And I got it that night. And I, I mean, technically my, like my friend Beth and I are still, head last um because yeah. we were the last in ones right wow now, but, um, no way yeah so we um I got it in about October and I was like thinking I'll do this for a couple of months into like the new year and then I'll probably pass it down to someone else um but obviously we still have it now we still had all of like the um props for everything the suitcases all the glitter I, sitting in my apartment and my like Beth's apartment and we were like what do we do with this and uh, but we end up at the end of the program actually doing like virtual lasses so we would do it like over zoom so whoever could get into like Patterson into my apartment um, or my friend's apartment, we would do it there. And then we would just like Zoom people because we had lasts from like Australia, New Zealand, like Canada. And yeah. um, so we brought them on that. So like that changed up our dynamic a lot, but I loved it. That's it was so such cool. a good time. And I mean, every Monday, I always had to be um, a PM and then a PM on Tuesday, which wasn't bad. But in the new schedule bit, I requested Monday and Tuesday off. Oh yeah, good plan. <laughs> my manager was like, oh, why would that be saying? I was like, don't know, just like, would like those days off, preferably. <laughs> but yeah, I absolutely loved it. It was such a good experience. Just so different. And I feel like it's one of those things, like you don't know what it's like until you're a part of it. And it is, it's like Disney is a family, but that's like a family 2.0. It's like a yeah, family as well. Definitely. So no, I absolutely loved it. It was definitely an experience and amazing. challenging at times, but you know, it was amazing. Every Monday was, was something to look forward to, surely. Amazing, I love it. And I mean, hopefully you can just go back as the first group that goes back and continue the legacy, you know? That's your excuse. You're like, hey, like hey Disney. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the last at last, so surely I... I try to explain it to people at home here as well. And they're like, very good like president of a drink <laughs> president of a drinking team and I'm like that, that's me and they go okay <laughs> we love that like it's one of those things like they just don't know <laughs> yeah uh when it comes to a highlight of your program Julie is there like something that sticks out as a number one moment for you um, I would probably say which is actually quite like different probably to a lot of people because Christmas for me was the highlight um around that time of year is tends to be when people get quite homesick which is completely normal and universal and this year you know that your family are celebrating at home you're like the one at the table who isn't there there's an empty space and it's you so you're kind of like oh, I would love to be there but um my there were about 13 or 14 of us um there was like two close friend groups in the Rose and Crown and we actually decided to get a few sweets in Riviera over Christmas um so we got um I think it was about 13 or 14 of us but um, my friends Malcolm and Stephen actually brought a Christmas tree that they had bought and we put up a Christmas tree. We literally decorated both of the suites. And then um, Guy, who was on my program, he was Jess Evans' arrival group yeah. at Ems. 
um he actually was a really really good chef and he cooked us Christmas dinner and it was amazing I literally had it I think it was like 1am on Boxing Day because we were working so hard on Christmas Day and um, but we checked in I think around Christmas Eve and the day before and he made us a full Christmas dinner and all 13 14 of us sat around this tiny table and we had Brussels sprouts gammon like turkey wow. all this veg it was amazing it was such a highlight because it almost made you forget that you were kind of missing out at home because you had like your own little family there and then we did like a secret Santa and um, a couple of months before we picked out little chips and we were like swapping presents and guy dressed as Santa Claus and oh. he was in a Santa suit and it was just one of those things like you'll just never forget it was the best Christmas dinner I had and the most amazing experience because during those days over Christmas obviously no one was really off so you were working but it kind of took you away from work for a little bit and like let you celebrate Christmas because you know yourself like working on Christmas day you're serving guests you're making their Christmas and they don't think like that you're missing out on a Christmas day you're missing out on like presents swapping at home with your family good Christmas dinner that your parents cooked but that was as close to a good Christmas as as we got compared to home so I couldn't really like it was amazing it was amazing and it was the last Christmas before we were all quarantined so I mean we were very lucky and it was just it was just the nicest thing because it's maybe some people that you didn't talk to in work because you were so busy and you never really get a time to like sit down and really just like chat with people from work and it was just so nice and we were present swapping and like video my friend Stephen he um had a YouTube channel for his year away and he was like vlogging it and it's just something nice to look back on just like a Christmas that you never would have had we had like yeah. a Mickey Mouse Santa hat on top of the Christmas tree as like the star and it was just so different and then days <sighs> off we were going to Magic Kingdom we we're going to Epcot and we went to the Rose and Crown I think on Boxing Day and we there were like 14 of us and I think Luke Briscoe might have been our server dear help him but we literally wrote down our full <laughs> order our seat numbers and handed him a docket and was like there you go just so like save that's incredible time. it was definitely something a completely different experience but just so nice because Christmas is a time that like you want to be around your family that was like our family for that time so yeah it was lovely amazing oh well I mean I say this to everyone I hope that we can back in the parks doing what we love either if that's working or playing as soon as possible but um I have one final really hard question for you Julie and that is if you could be in any Disney park resort cruise line Disney area anywhere Disney in the world right now where would you go and what would you do this is so simple because I as much as I love being around people and Disney and around my friends everything I also love being on my own like I really appreciate my own company I would love to transport myself to Disney Springs um just either get an uber there or get the bus the f bus walk across the bridge very bumpy bridge and <laughs> go and get myself a starbucks and just walk around the shops that was like a time for me that i used to facetime my family as well so yeah i used to get a starbucks and go back out the back of starbucks and sit on a um deck chair and just sit and watch the world i love people watching so sit beside like the big balloon and my screensaver on my phone at the minute is literally disney springs like it's just where i was happiest obviously the parks I mean, I'm always happy there. I Disney totally Springs agree with you. D- Disney Springs, like, I probably spent as much time at Springs as I did in the parks. I just loved yeah, it so I much. And, like, I would go to, like, Blaze Pizza on my... Because I feel like something over there as well. Like, you kind of feel comfortable in your own company as well because there's always buzz around you. So you're never... You don't ever feel really alone when you're there because yeah. you go into Blaze Pizza and, yeah, there are families eating around you. But who cares if you're on your own? Like, you're just there for lunch. Like, you're a cast member. Like, you get, you get discount. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> Um, so and everybody was super friendly there and it was just nice because it was like a time to get away from housing to get away from work kind of to get away from like the hustle and bustle of the parts so because sometimes it is like quite a lot especially in busy weekends and everything 
and um, my days off used to be friday saturday so like there was no chance of going to the parks in those days and um, but disney springs was just kind of like a little getaway for me like yeah. away from everything so i loved it it was just like Amazing. the nicest place and obviously shopping in zara as well I was like oh yeah of course <laughs> love zara trip always um julie it's been so lovely talking to you thank you so much for sharing your disney journey with me and all the listeners of course no worries so huge thank you to julie everyone Woo! <laughs> Um, so this has been another episode of Confessions of a Disney Cast Member thank you so much for listening don't forget to subscribe to this podcast follow our Instagram and listen to all of the other episodes because they're just as magical as each other keep spreading the magic everyone and bye for now